Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. This is a sermon for July 21st, 2019. It is entitled, Go and Do, Sit and Listen, and is based on Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hanel. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, you heard Jesus, Mary, good, Martha, bad. That settles it, right? Be like Mary. Don't be like Martha. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses... You're not going to get off that easy. What if the story that you heard isn't that simple? It's not just about who's right and who's wrong. I mean, when you really think about it, was Martha wrong? Was it bad for Martha to be there in that role of a servant, being hospitable, serving Jesus, making sure that his needs were being met? Is that really what the story is about? Or is it a little bit more difficult, a little bit more complicated? See, I think we're quick to fault Martha. If it's wrong to serve others, if it's wrong to serve Jesus, then there are a lot of other parts of the Bible that we're going to have to go back and rewrite. Think about the Old Testament reading that was read just a bit ago. In that, you heard Abraham, who is that host, the one who serves the Lord. The Lord appeared to Abraham. He came with two other visitors. So it was the Lord and two angels, it seems. And Abraham seemed to know who it was that was visiting him. Either that or he was an extremely generous host. He prepares what he says is just a morsel of food, but as you read it, you know that he's preparing a feast. He tells Sarah to prepare three sias of fine flour. Now, you go and look at the footnotes of your Bible, you find out that a sia is about seven quarts of fine flour. Seven times three, twenty-one. I've never made a loaf of bread, but I'm guessing that twenty-one quarts of flour is going to make more than a couple of slices, right? And that's not all. He also prepared a calf from his herd, and he brought forth milk and curds. In other words, he was serving the Lord in a great way. And the Lord received that service. The Lord received that hospitality. He didn't tell Abraham to put all of those things away or that he was wrong to do it. Abraham sounds a lot like Martha. So what was wrong? Or think about the context of the story of Mary and Martha in Luke's gospel. After all, we know that Luke carefully ordered and arranged his gospel. Things aren't just kind of thrown together. So it's always important to think not just about the story, but about the context in which the story is found. And in the 10th chapter of Luke's gospel, we first hear about how Jesus sent forth the 72 
to do all sorts of good works in his name and with his authority. And right after that, if you were here uh, last week, you heard the gospel reading. It's that famous story of the Good Samaritan that ends in those famous words by Jesus, go and do likewise. Go and do. Serve others. Right from Jesus' own lips, we know this is what we should be about. This is what Martha was doing. She was going and doing. She was serving Jesus. She was being that gracious host and doing all of the things that she thought were necessary. Was that wrong? Should she not have been doing those things? The answer is not a simple no. In this story, we learn not that serving Jesus and serving others is bad, but that there's something even more important. So it's not that service is bad, it's just that there's something even more important than that. What's more important than serving others or serving Jesus? It's that we first are served by Jesus himself. That that Jesus is that host. That Jesus is the one that gives gracious gifts to us. And that's the necessary thing. That's the needful thing. That's the most important thing. And actually, that fits very well with Scripture. We don't have to rewrite the stories. But in fact, if we go back, we understand that that's what was going on in all the other stories to begin with. In the story of Abraham... This was not the first time that the Lord appeared to him, right? He had first appeared to him when he was in that land far away in Mesopotamia and told him to come and follow to the place where the Lord would tell him to go and he would make him a great nation and make him a blessing to all of the nations. The Lord served Abraham first. And even on this day when Abraham serves the Lord, who provided the greatest service? Was it not the Lord? Because at this time, Abraham still has not received that child that he and his wife Sarah are waiting for. But the Lord promises on this occasion that by that time next year, Sarah would have this child that promise would be fulfilled. And as great as that promise was, it was just a foretaste of the ultimate fulfillment of the promise given to Abraham of that child who would come generations and centuries later through the family of Abraham. That child, of course, is Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. So God's service to Abraham was so much greater. And in the New Testament, in Luke's Gospel, again, as you think about it, yes, Jesus did send forth the 72, but before he did that, he first called them as his disciples. He first taught them. He first gave them his authority and power to go forth. And in the story of the Good Samaritan, It's true, we are to go and do likewise. But isn't it also true that the true good Samaritan of the story that Jesus was telling was none other than Jesus himself? For he's the one who saw us in the ditch dying. 
and at his own expense, giving up his own life, saved us. And it is only then, after saving us, that he sends us forth to save others. Serving others is good. It is important. But we remember that Jesus must first serve us. When Martha was serving Jesus, it wasn't that she was doing a bad thing. Jesus didn't immediately tell her, Martha, stop doing what you're doing and get over here. She was doing a good thing. But it was only when Martha was troubled, when she was starting to get anxious and stressed out and worried, when she looked over at her sister Mary and got angry with her, that she came to Jesus and said, Jesus, can't you see that I'm doing all of this stuff and Mary's not helping? Why don't you tell her to help me out and we can get all of this stuff done? And no doubt Martha thought that Jesus would have spoken to Mary just as she wanted her to, him to, but that's not what happened. Martha. Martha, you're, you're worried and anxious and troubled about so many things. But there's only one thing that's needful. There's only one thing that's necessary. And Mary has chosen that thing. And it won't be taken away from her. See, the story of Mary and Martha is not a story about who's right and who's wrong. It's not a story that tells us that serving others or serving Jesus is bad or unimportant. Rather, it's a story that teaches us about the priority, about what's most important. And while serving others is important, what is most important is that we first be served by Jesus himself. And Martha could have been in the right. She could have probably done both of those things, both serve Jesus and be attentive to that word. But as it happened, she was too worried, too, too bothered by the things that she was doing in serving that she no longer could be present for Jesus who was there to serve her. It's important for us to be served by Jesus. It's important to go and do, to serve others. But first, we must sit and listen. I like to think of it this way. That as we sit and listen, our God, through his Holy Spirit, feeds us. He strengthens us. He gives us the resources that we need to serve others. Because on our own, we just can't do it. We would become too worried, too stressed, too burdened. But our God gives us richly His grace, His peace, His pardon, those words, that authority. Yes, we are to go and do like he says at the end of the story, the Good Samaritan, but he assures us that we're not supposed to go and do on our own. He is with us. He strengthens us. He empowers us. And it is he who commissions us and sends us on our way. 
There's that priority. But there's something else, I think, for us in the story of Mary and Martha. And that's that we need to learn that it's not enough simply to be around the word. We need to be in the word. Now, like I said, it might have been possible for Martha to still be attentive to Jesus' words. He was there to teach Mary the same things that he had been teaching his disciples about what it is that he had come to do, about his great sacrifice that would be coming, about the kingdom of God and what God would do through him. But Martha wasn't listening to those words anymore. She was back and forth to the kitchen, back and forth getting things ready, and she wasn't hearing those most important words. And it can be that way for us too. It's easy to be around the word. It's easy to be in and around church and activities, even to be in worship. You're around the word. But are you in the word? Are you giving it that devotion, that attention, that care that it really deserves so that that word is in you? So that the Holy Spirit works through that word to do his work? I don't know about you, but I can speak to my own personal witness. I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor. But I'm also a sinner, and I also live in a sinful world. Yes, I have fears. I have doubts, anxieties, worries, stress. All of those things affect me like they do you. They don't just magically disappear because we say, I am in Christ. But there are times in life when those stresses seem greater, when they seem too much, too heavy, too weighty. And when those times happen, it can drive me away from the word. You get too busy doing things, trying to get things done on your own, that you don't take that time out to be in the word. And those times that I step away, and reflect, and step back into the Word. Those aren't times that everything gets magically better, or the problems all go away. But those are the times that I'm able to give that stress, and worry, and fear, and doubt to my Lord. And He gives His peace. I know that's true in my life. I don't know if you could find that it's also true in yours. It's easy to be around the word, but let's be people who are in the word so the word is in us. See, this isn't just a story about Mary and Martha. It's a story about each and every one of us. It's a story where we hear our Lord say to us, You're stressed out. You're worried. You got so much going on. You're burdened. Come to me. 
Come to me and receive my peace and my power, my grace and my strength. See, there's only one thing that's needful. That's to be served by Jesus. And that won't be taken away from you. Amen. And now, may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, who is your Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the Sermons button on the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.